podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Únese al equipo de BD en Columbus, Nebraska. Estamos contratando para múltiples posiciones con elegibilidad de bonos de inicio de trabajo. Nuestro plan de beneficios integral comienza para todos sus empleados en su primer día, incluyendo los planes de seguro de bajo o ningún costo para algunas posiciones, las oportunidades de crecimiento de la carrera y más. BD está hecho para lo que viene en la salud y su carrera. Solicite hoy en jobs.bd.com. jobs.bd.com. Everton have won a home game in the Premier League. It's been a long time coming, but 6,000 Blues saw them get over the line against Wolves 1-0 with Charleston's header in the second half. Uh, Mike Diascia joins me. We've got Cannes to celebrate. Mike, do you want to explain to everybody on this post-match what you're drinking to celebrate that long-awaited win for the Blues? It's called the Gelato Tropical, which I'm big into, to be honest with you. It's a fruited ice cream sour beer. And Jesus Christ, that is <laughs> that is a taste, let me tell you. A, a good taste or a bad taste? It's a taste. It's a taste. <laughs> it's a taste of victory. There we go. Uh, and ever since they've given us a potential taste of European football next season, forgive that segue. Oh. Um, because just when, just, you know... It is that classic sill impression from the Sopranos. Just, just when we thought before we were out, they pull us back in. They go into the final day with a chance of European football after Spurs lost at home to Aston Villa two one. Um, not a great performance, mate. But you know we we've dwelled so much on negatives over the last few days and months this season in regards to our home performances and. And Everton winning with people in the stadium uh, with a goal from a header from the Dallas Street end. Um, that is all largely positive, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. It's just nice not to lose, isn't it? That's the be-all and end-all at the end of the day. We're in that situation now where, by hook or by crook, they need to qualify for Europe. Oh, what are you doing here? What's I'm just moving on? the microphone a little bit just so, we, you know, I don't want people to not be able to hear you. Okay, that's great. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's not pretty, but I think we've said that for much of this season and it makes me more and more frustrated because not pretty Everton with... Goodison with fans in it probably quite easily get you Europe this season, which is a bit sad at the end of the day. But you know, when games cracking header from Richarlison didn't really look to be in that much distress at any point in the game defensively because we had about a million defenders on the pitch, so that was a given. Yeah. Apart from like the spell in the first half, whereas I get the never ending corner story for Wolves. But but even then it was <laughs> exactly it was just it, it's a corner, it's another one. It's a, but there was never, like, apart from the um, Gibbs White volley that Pickford comfortably saves, yeah. there's no real scramble, there's no real chance. It's just pretty standard, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, just all, probably start with Charleston, um, great header, uh, absolutely loves playing against Wolves, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, scored two on his debut, scored one last season as well um, against them. Uh, scored two in the Goodison game, actually, last season against them, didn't he, as mm-hmm. well? So he's, he's clearly got a bit of a, a taste for it against them. And, I don't think it was his best game by any means, apart from far from that header. But he just looked a little bit more in tune with the game, a little bit more up for it, a little bit more robust, a little bit more determined. And when you compare it to how he played on on Sunday against Sheffield United, where he was, you know, he missed that header in the first half and was totally checked out from that point on. Um, did just seem like a not back to his best, but a little step forward for him today. Yeah, definitely. I think he's one of those players that we know the fans have a big impact on him. I know sometimes we, we can say those sorts of things as if we're patting ourselves on the back, but I think it's probably true of him more than most footballers. You see the amount of times he talks about 
his song and sings it on Instagram videos and does all those sorts of things. And you just saw that extra bit of oomph, even when he was just closing down, making tackles, doing those sorts of things, because he gets the gratification of, what, 6,000 people gave him a pat on the back You can there. see that with celebration as well, couldn't you? You know, mm. he, you know he, he properly gave it the big one, then the big knee slides, you can see it in his face, he was just... Before he'd actually done the celebration, he was excited to do the celebration <laughs> in front of fans, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it's nice to see someone care like that and obviously with the games behind closed doors we haven't seen that enough mm-hmm. I think you can look at a few players there and you're looking at someone like Seamus Coleman who is putting an absolute shift there and you know me I'm Seamus Coleman's yeah. biggest critic but he's one of those players that again just the fans being there and the knowledge that actually this does matter you can see it just elevates his level last week well not even last week a few days ago we were sat here talking about how David McGoldrick looked like the best player <laughs> on the pitch because he was trying. Yeah. Well, guess what? Everton players suddenly start trying again, and suddenly they can start winning games. It's not. It's not rocket science. Sometimes, is it? No, absolutely not. A great header as well, wasn't it? From from Richardson. Just fabulous. I think we we were sat here at the time as the corner goes in, talking about the fact that come on, let's put them on some pressure now. Looking at all the statistics about how bad Wolves have been from corners, like that <laughs> Martinez team of old, who would like yeah. we were terrified any time a cross went into the box, but. It was just, like you said, it looked like it comes off his shoulder. It's just yeah, such, yeah. such a perfect weight off. But no, it's an absolutely fantastic header. And it's the sort of thing that we know he's capable of and the sort of thing we need to see more often. We haven't seen enough of it this season. Yeah, you mentioned there about how defensively we looked all right in the main. Certainly second half when Wolves tried to put us under a bit of pressure. Uh, for Yeri Mina was probably a big part in that today. Um, and you know, a bit of a, a similar thing into you know, Rodriguez, who will come on to speak about it in a bit, but maybe not to, to that quite extent. But I think we've got a player there who, in defensive attributes, reading the danger, physical, being a leader back there, is is definitely our best player. But it's just frustrating when you can't get him on the pitch because when he puts in performances like he did tonight, you know, where he's getting his, you know, he's like a magnet to the ball, isn't he? Certainly from crosses. And when we force teams out wide and we do try and get balls into the box, he, he tends to be the one that, that knocks them away. Yeah, there's a lot more no fuss about his game now, yeah. which I don't remember saying when he first signed for Everton. It always seemed like everything seemed to be slightly off or just slightly out of place. You could always say, even though he's had a good game, there were a couple of shaky moments, they seem to have all been gone. Obviously, those sorts of things are never ever going to go from any defender's game completely at all, but he's just very no-nonsense now, yeah. which is, I still think it's the best compliment you can pay to a centre-back is that you don't notice that they're there. Yeah, he was really good today. And you mentioned Seamus Coleman as well. So sort of going along with that the sort of free roll right wing back position, he just pops he just pops up all over the place, doesn't he? It's like he'd taken James Rodriguez's position off him. <laughs> and he just there's there's moments when he's overlapping left wing, there's moments when he's playing central midfield. I genuinely I couldn't tell you what his role was tonight. <laughs> it was so strange, so weird, but do you know, at times, he came through for Everton tonight. Yeah. There were little breaks of the ball, little 50-50s. He won them. And he did uh, want to get straight away, didn't he, when he went to the left for that little 15-minute spell? Uh, yeah, yeah, for, for one of his many <laughs> soirees over to not the right-hand side of the pitch. But yeah, he won so many important little... And they're the moments that really matter in games like that, in games that lack quality and et cetera, et cetera. And we said that about so many of the games this season, but you need those bounces of the ball and those 50-50s to go in favour of you. And more often than not, Everton haven't had the will for those moments to go with them. And tonight, 
you look at someone like Coleman and he was willing absolutely everything to go in his favour. Yeah, um, one other player I want to speak about quickly before we go on to talk about Rodriguez and the many, many, many connotations for the final day of the season that there are now, which will probably have changed by the time we record this and put it out because Arsenal at half-time at the moment. Uh, but Jordan Pickford again, mate, I thought just, just really good. And I, I know I'm breaking the, the rule you asked me not to break yeah. it by talking about him because you said on a show recently that you don't want to talk about Jordan Pickford maybe a year on from this when he's not made any mistakes then. But, you know, we're one game away from the end of the season now. You know, on the last day, he's probably going to have a lot to do against Manchester City, granted. But since February, when he came back in for that Merseyside derby, he has been excellent, hasn't he? He's been Everton's best player in the last last three months of the season. Yeah, definitely. I think Everton's most consistent player and probably Everton's best player, yeah. Um, there are many games that Everton should have lost by more or should have definitely lost that he's kept Everton in. And... That's kind of what you want from Jordan Pickford, isn't it? You can't really ask much more. You can't really ask him to leg it up the other end and slot a hat-trick. But, <laughs> but he wishes he could. I, I bet he does. I bet he does. But that's what that's what you want from him. And I just I really hope it carries on next year. Because, like I say, we've been here before. Mm. And his first season, he won player of the season. He was excellent. Mm. I just need... I think we all just need that sort of just confidence, stability to just carry on now. It feels a bit like that this is... I know he's saying it, I think he's probably playing as well now as he was in that first season. But it does feel like this is like a, a different Pickford. You know, the Pickford back then was still doing mad things and we loved him for it because he was new and he was playing well as well. But he just feels like a whole lot more mature now. You know, we haven't really seen him do any of those crazy things that we've seen him do, you know, earlier this season, before he got injured for a while now. It's just, it's just basic things. You know, he's not trying mad kicks dead quickly out of his hands it's a little thing it's like knowing that you know maybe this is because we're playing a more defensive style I don't know but when he when he's got hold of the ball he's not legging it out to the edge of the box looking for a long kick into the corner it's do you know what I'm just going to take my time with this here let us get set and we'll be fine yeah there seems to be a little bit more maturity to game, his game but again we're only going to see if the proof's in the pudding next year yeah. we're going to hope that this isn't just a Jordan Pickford purple patch before the next blunderbuss of mistakes turns up. We need to see this consistently, and and that's why the rule is in place. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't talk. When about, does it, when does a purple patch become a, an actual thing? Well, it, it, we've got to get at least a significant part of the way into next season before we can sit here and go, okay, yeah, this might actually be something now yeah. because he he has done this before, and I think that we'd be doing him a disservice and ourselves a disservice if we all sat here and gone. Right, yeah, that's Jordan Pickford. Now he's arrived. This is what you want to see. Yeah, because he's got so much more to work on. He got if if it is going to be a consistency and an attitude thing, we'll prove it now. You've probably got the biggest summer of your entire career coming up yeah. in regards to whether you're going to keep the number one England jersey. I mean, he surely will. Well, beyond that, he should. I mean, well, he should. I <laughs> yeah. will. But I mean, yeah. beyond that, yeah. So yeah. Th- this this summer is massive for him, and next season is probably just as big. This is going to be the point of his career that you, he will look back on and go. Yeah, that was the making, or yeah, that was the breaking. Yeah, um, and finally, just to sort of finish off before we move on to that last day, um, and again, obviously, this is instant reaction, so bear with us here. I mean, unless Mike can tell me otherwise, I've not seen anything from the manager after this in regards to what he said about James Rodriguez, but before the game, obviously, everyone was dead gutted at Goodison Park that, that Rodriguez wasn't available. Uh, still, no fans have seen him in, in the flesh. Um and the reason the manager gave Mike for him not playing was that he felt a little fatigued after the game against Sheffield United. 
and they decided not to risk him. And again, that's not verbatim. That's that's very much paraphrased. Maybe we'll get more clarification on this in the, the post-match press conference from Carlo. But um, understandably, I think a lot of people are a little bit pissed off by that, and I can I can sort of see why because I think as you know, as very much as as you put it on Twitter earlier on, um, I think we were all quite fatigued on Sunday. I haven't watched Everton, and I don't know just. Just, just something I don't like about that that phrase. And again, we might get more clarification. Maybe, you know, one of the PR people on Everton will have a, a word with Carlo before his press conference and say that, you know, it's you know, something to do with translation, something to do with his, his condition that maybe got lost there. But, you know, I think I think that word brings in negative connotations, doesn't it? Certainly at the end of a, a hard season where there's a lot of players in there who've played a lot more minutes than him. Yeah, yeah. I think the exact phrase in one of the quotes was he was um, a little bit tired. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's wrangled with a lot of people. And I think it's a massive faux pas for Mancelotti because it's one of those things that you just don't say. Even if it's the case that he's turned up and he has gone, listen, I'm knackered. I don't really want to play this game. I've got, <laughs> I've got the Copa America coming up and I'm not really going to... I'm buggered if I'm going to play this game because it doesn't matter to me. Even if he said all of those things... And everything is the worst imaginable thing in the world, which I'm sure it isn't. Then I just I don't see what good it can do to come out and say that when you could rectify possibly the entire situation by just having yeah. a very little white lie and just say, yeah, just reaggravated the calf injury and he's just gonna have to sit this game out. We did rush him back a little bit, but you just think for the sake of PR sometimes. But and that makes me it, it does make you wonder what has gone on there because Carlo Ancelotti is not a silly man. And he knows that because he's one of the best man managers in the world. That's one of those things that maybe over the next few days it'll come to light. Maybe we'll find out a little bit more. I just hope that people will actually see how much Rodriguez play for Everton. Because as it, City fans on Sunday, probably. Well, I hope, I hope Everton fans see it, let me tell you that. But and right now, I'm genuinely 50-50 as to whether that will be the case. I'm really not sure. Yeah, there will be a shame on there if, if it didn't happen. But... Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you know, I'm sure the manager will probably come out in his post-match press conference, clear everything up, and we were like dickheads. But I think it's. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, we did that anyway. anyway. We did that anyway. To be fair, yeah. Um, so finally, mate, onto the the final day. Again, like I said, it's very much a fluid situation. This because Arsenal are winning at the moment uh, as we started recording this. Um, West Ham are just about to kick off against West Brom. Um, Spurs. Lost against <laughs> Aston Villa, so the situation is it stays like this: is that to get into Europe, we need to better Tottenham's result, and if Arsenal win, we need to win at City as well. Mm-hmm. If Arsenal lose on the last day, I think they got Brighton at home, so you know you'd, you'd expect them to to win there as well. Come on, Graham! Come on, Graham! Yeah, um, saying that Brighton, fair play, they'll be in high spirits going going there. Um, but it's one of them, isn't it? Where it's sort of <laughs> You know, it's it's. I suppose what I'm trying to say is it's good to be involved, isn't it? Because because I think after the Sheffield United game, we all thought it was gone. I just can't say that. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't sit here and say that, and actually sit here and feel. I'd feel dirty if I said that mm. because let's be honest. If those players put in a modicum of effort in two of those games that they didn't, yeah. they did check out of. Because you know what? Some games that they played really well and he didn't get the points he deserved from it. Palace, Spurs, yeah. fair dues that happens. Yeah. But some of those games, those players checked out from. And if they hadn't, then Everton were probably sitting in sixth at this point going, yeah, we're, we're actually... We're, if they'd won on Sunday, that's where they would have been. Exactly. Tonight, and yeah, it's yeah. just... So for me, I can't sit here and say, oh yeah, it's really good to be in the conversation because that lets these players off the hook. But it is good to be in... 
It's no, good. I can't though. I can't. And I, I, I know. I know it is. And I know it's a step forward. And yes, it's brilliant. On if you look at the entire picture and go, last day of season, you're in the hunt for Europe with Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, whoever else. But let's be honest, we can't look at it that way no. because these players keep getting off the hook. Yeah. They do. And I know it makes me sound like a doom-monger and it makes me sound miserable. And let's be honest, I'm going to watch next weekend and I'm going to be dead happy that we can actually have something to play for. But yeah. in the back of my head, throughout the entire 90 minutes, no matter what happens, <laughs> I'll be thinking... Could have been a lot easier, this. this could have, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever happens, I'll be thinking, this could have been wrapped up two weeks ago. Yeah. But the games that they had and the way that these fixtures fell and the way that the opportunities just kept presenting themselves, just... Falling into the lap constantly, yeah. and each time you're like, nah, you're all right, actually. It doesn't give me any faith to this last one because why should it? Why should it give any of us faith? But the stupid thing is, we're all sat here now <laughs> thinking that it can. We're all have abacuses out on Sunday, counting off what, what needs to happen for us to get in Europe. And that's yeah. the infuriating thing because it yeah. shouldn't be that way. No. We should be in the position that West Ham will probably be in after today when they probably dispatch West Brom. Yeah. That should be the position we should be sat in because there is no getting off the hook when you have that as your clear example. There is no getting off the hook when you look at Leicester winning an FA Cup and qualifying probably for Champions League or wherever they end up. But there is no getting off the hook this year. We can't have it because I don't want next year the exact same absolute just downing of any sort of responsibility. And I think that the only real hope that I have that is giving me proper hope is the fact that I don't think those Tottenham players want to play in the Europa Conference League next yeah. year. I don't I don't think any of them will want that. I think they would rather have their Thursday nights themselves. Well, you'd rather be playing City, wouldn't you, than Leicester yes. on Sunday. Which sounds insane, yeah. but absolutely. Because, let's be honest, City always a favour. They always got them. <laughs> at, at this point, City are us about a bazillion favours. I want them all to turn up with Anderson scarves and hats and everything on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, you know? I want I want all that reciprocated family, <laughs> all, all that goodwill in the bank. I'm, I'm cashing in all these chips now. Yeah. All of them are going in. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, and I think, yeah. But it, it's it's mad, isn't it? But like we said, it could change that. But oh, it will. We'll have an we'll, we'll have an eye on Arsenal and an eye on West Ham. But obviously. the way the the way it works, I, I'm not sure if my brain's working properly here. But whatever results happen, like I'm sure you listening to this know all the results final. Mm. But whatever happens, there is a chance they haven't qualified for Europe next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Bastards. I know. I know. There's no. There's no. <laughs> there's no putting you out your misery. Yeah. There yeah. is just. The, We're gonna ruin our Sunday. It's yeah. that dumb. <laughs> it's that dumb and dumber bit, isn't it? Where it's like saying there's a chance. Saying there's a chance. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But do you know what? You look at City on Sunday, and I do sort of, I sort of fancy to get something. I don't, I, I don't do know, you know think we can go there and win necessarily, but I do fancy to go there and get a point. Do you know what though? Like you, you look at Brighton the other night, and it all comes down to effort. I'm sorry, it does. Yeah. At this point. They will not care one jot about that game. It's not important to them. They wrap up the league. Those players on the pitch just won't want to get hurt because they, every single one in their brain, will want to play in the Champions League final. Which means 50-50s, you go in 100% because you will win that 50-50. And that is the one message. Do you know if there was time for the Seamus Coleman rallying cry? (laughs) And for it actually... actually Now he needs to do one, yeah. That's it. Because these players won't want to know if if they go one nil down, what does it matter? As long as those players individually are fine for the week after, yeah. they don't care. Yeah, there's like, literally nothing I for them. It's the only thing. It's the Aguero, which is his last game, isn't it? And 
you know, that's so a lot of fans back in. Just uh, kick them dead yeah, hard. Yeah. Just, just, we want nastiness. We want effort. We need something to actually go our way. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, West Ham have just missed the penalty. Uh, so, Mike's celebrating. Uh, Mike say he doesn't want. You know, it's not good that we're in the home for Europe. We celebrate. No, it is. <laughs> no, do you know what? It's excellent that we're in the home for Europe. Yeah. And I would have bitten your hand off for it at the start of the season. But it's just the way we've got here. Is but not. They've done it in the most Everton way possible. Yeah. And it could have been a, so so much easier. So yeah, let's hope that David Moyes can out Everton, Everton <laughs> with West Ham and lose two on the spin. Or something mad happens yeah. and City play their under fours and we only beat them 1-0 in a really edgy tight affair. <laughs> Leicester win with like uh, Wes Morgan last minute overhead volley from like Fez and Ibrahimovic. We need, we, we need, we're probably going to need Leicester to win by more than that because oh, we? we need to beat the Reds for the into top four. Oh, I don't care about that. Yeah. The Reds can do what they want. <laughs> I, I, I really don't care. I just I want to get on a plane and go to Latvia next year and watch Everton play some absolutely moody team in the middle of nowhere. I want the farmers yeah. and it's the one thing I've said for the entire season is I want the farmers and I want it now so for God's sake Everton just get the farmers just Should get it done should we go get the farmers? yes oh big yes. call yes I do because, big call because I'm manifesting I'm going to spend this week manifesting like a proper Instagram white girl who has taken endorsements off like some mad um, sort of pills that make you skinny company. I'm fully going Instagram white girl. Manifest Mike. Yes. There we go. Um, I mean, if you want to get the hashtag branded, feel free. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Everton have got something to play for on the last day of the season. They'll the be going bastards. To, the, the bastards will be going to the champions and trying to be bastards and trying to win. And then we'll be looking at everything else. I think I'm right in saying as we sit here now, we can still finish sixth or we can still finish tenth. So Top half finish, though. Top half finish. <laughs> Better than last year. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows what's going to happen on Sunday. It's going to be mental. Um, but yeah, like Mike said, City, come on. Come on, lads. After all these years, you know. We'll come on, just just... Like, come on, just, you know, just dip it. The amount of times we've let City win games, God. We've literally let them win games before. <laughs> like, we've, that's a thing that we've actually done. Is it wasn't even like, it wasn't even unspoken. It was yeah. completely over. I mean, I was joking, but you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> like, we actually have, so just, come people, on. People are cheering in the ground when they scored. Listen, My word. Just, come on, lads, yeah. do, do us a favour now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pep, if you're listening, mate, come on, have a word with Sergio. Put the cigar down and lose. Yeah, yeah. get Sergio smashing those shots over the bar. Uh, we might have, have a consolation penalty, but three and up, or something like that. But other than that, no goals for Sergio. Uh, but yeah, cheers to Mike. Uh, this mad season keeps on going, doesn't it? Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the weekly and all your preview and stuff ahead of the weekend the legend mailbag as well so look forward to that enjoy the rest of your night if you went to the game tonight i really hope you enjoyed it and fingers crossed we're all back there again next season take care Únese al equipo de BD en Columbus, Nebraska. Estamos contratando para múltiples posiciones con elegibilidad de bonos de inicio de trabajo. Nuestro plan de beneficios integral comienza para todos los empleados en su primer día, incluyendo los planes de seguro de bajo o ningún costo para algunas posiciones, las oportunidades de crecimiento de la carrera y más. BD está hecho para lo que viene en la salud y su carrera. Solicite hoy en jobs.bd.com. Jobs.bd.com. Podcast Network.